0: Hello, and welcome to New Jersey is the World. Hi everybody, it's Chris Gethard here, dropping you just a little special something in the New Jersey is the World feed. Um, Before I get into it, I just want to remind anybody out there, we have a special offer running. If you sign up... For our Patreon, patreon.com slash the world you sign up before April 15th, we will mail you a Universal Beach badge that gets you onto any beach in New Jersey for free. That is not real, but you are welcome to try. And if anyone actually did manage to sneak onto a beach for free with this pass, we would be thrilled. Now, a few days ago I went on Instagram. I asked people to leave voicemails related to New Brunswick, New Jersey and any wild times they had there. Jersey people know we were instantly flooded with just extreme stories. It's just a town where things go down, and we're gonna have a special New Brunswick episode coming down the pike on Patreon in a couple months. But we received a series of three voicemails from the same person who talked about living in a punk house. Now, anybody who knows New Brunswick knows there's these houses, they run punk shows in the basement. This crosses over with our music episode crosses over with our New Brunswick episode, and it crosses over with the general premise of this whole New Jersey is the World project, which is that New Jersey is an insane place. It's simply one person reading a text thread amongst their friends from this punk house world in response to when they saw my prompt go out, and it's nine extraordinarily funny minutes. And since it kind of stands alone outside of what we're going to do with the new brunswick episode we're going to put it out for you now for free should let you know a a, a lot about the types of stuff we're putting out at the patreon and the new brunswick episode in particular brace yourselves because this is nine minutes of it but we have dozens and dozens of voicemails that are just so funny and disturbing so enjoy this, sign up at the Patreon right now, do it before April 15th, you'll get your beach badge, get you onto any beach for free in New Jersey, not really, but go for it. Enjoy the Meat Town Chronicles. Hey
1: Chris, my name is Kelly, I'm um, from Jersey City, but lived in New Brunswick for 10 years before that. Um, my friend, Kate, sent your request for New Brunswick stories to a group chat that I'm in called Flat Jerzers, which is a reference to a derogatory term for those who don't believe Central Jersey exists. Um, a bunch of us in the group chat lives in a show house called Town, and I'm going to read you some texts I received. The first time I ever went there with the band Prizzy Prizzy Please, we were walking away from the co-op when a twisted-up hanger blew across the sidewalk in front of us and Mike said, New Brunswick Tumbleweed. That brought a tear to my eye. That's gorgeous. I think when the girl went under the car outside Meattown and wouldn't come out from under the car. There was the time I saw a man walk in front of a car on purpose and saw that guy who got shot in the ass by the bus stop. Oh yeah, I was there too. Great times. My weirdest cat call was in New Brunswick, you're a rare breed, keeps following, seriously, not a lot of people look like you. My worst cat call in New Brunswick was either, your boobs, hands me a $10 tip after I delivered their pizza and says no more, or do you work? I say yes because I thought he was asking if I had any job and he said, how much? Julie had a roommate who left without telling anyone she was moving out and she took all the spoons. Everyone at the house got really mad, and for some reason my first thought was we should smear human shit on her car. Please don't judge me, but I shit in a bag, we drove to her house, and I physically mashed it under the door handles. Was it in a Dunkin' Donuts bathroom that you shit, or did I make that detail up? Yes, we went to a Dunkin' to do the shitting. God, I hate myself. I barely knew this lady, and I had no issues with her. I just kept saying, I want to touch my own poop before I die. And basically, I was really focused on cramming it under the door handle. And yes, I used my bare hands. After applying it, I screamed, run, and just threw the poop bag somewhere. When we got home, our friend Alex came over to smoke weed. And I was like, Alex, wait till you hear what we did today. And he was just like, ew. Turned around and left with the weed. I was devastated. One time on Easton Ave, these bros were trying to hit on me and my friend and get us to go to a party, and I was trying to leave, and then they called me a stupid, ugly bitch after I refused, and John emptied a jar of salsa halfway and mixed the rest with his piss and walked back to the house with me and then small-talked the bro while pouring the salsa piss mixture down the bros' porch railing while they were too fucked up to notice. I like the simple one-sentence story of The bale of hay in Cooler Ranch's backyard goes up in flames at a show. It's a nice beginning, middle, and end. Wiffle ball, but it's 40 ounce bottles instead of Wiffle Balls, and also Hurricane Sandy is coming later today. During the hurricane the week before, Corey decided to take all the glasses out of my house and smash them on Lewis Street. Daryl falling on me and breaking my leg on New Year's Eve, then getting dropped off at the wrong side of Robert Wood Johnson with a rain stick for a crutch and one working leg and falling throughout the empty children's wing on New Year's Day, the rain stick just rolling away, crawling, picking it up, repeat. The rain stick rolled out my curtained ER room, and the NBPD officers there had to return it to me. And then I returned to my recovery bed, a.k.a. Meat Town's couch, as a show is happening, and I'm zonked out on Oxy. Thank you, Four loco, Dude, remember when juice hit New Brunswick? It was like a bomb went off. Once I drank juice to the point of profusely vomiting for hours in a leafless shrub in Nate's backyard on Route 18, and I gave this guy my number while vomiting because he wouldn't leave me alone, then he internet bullied me on multiple platforms for years when I didn't call him back. Um, the one about the taxi driving into the side of Town and Jimmy the landlord not believing my roommate when he called to tell him like two weeks into people moving into the house for the first time when the cops came to bust up my Arrested Development birthday party because Rich decided to yell on the roof of the garage, and then Darla cried at the cops while sipping from a Capri Sun Cooler, so they left without giving us a ticket, even though Kevin was trying to fight them. One time we turned off all the lights in the Meat Town dining room and watched a guy roll pantsless in the intersection of Hartwell and Hamilton, and his friend had to pick him up and dress him like five times, but he kept taking his pants back off and screaming. I think he was on PCP. One time at, like, 2 a.m., I just saw someone open their front door and just pass out face-first down all the stairs and just slide into the sidewalk. One time there was a show at the bike library. I think the Invincible Gods were playing, and they couldn't even get into the room. It was packed for some reason. The dude who ran the house had a balcony, but there was no handrail on it, and some drunk girl just fell flat onto the concrete right by my bike. Because I was an asshole-slash-child, I was like, let's get out of here. People had already called 911. And when I was unlocking my bike, she asked me if she fell far. I said yes and left. OMG, one time Andy from Tata's tried to get Daryl, Dave, and I to purchase luxury vehicles for a pyramid scheme. Laughing, crying emoji. I just remembered when someone shat on the rim of the Meat Town toilet at a show and Tim cleaned it. I only lived there for one summer, but when I think about that shower now, it makes me feel sick. I truly think the most ridiculous is the child's punk show that Jake threw in the wormhole basement and all the concerned moms showing up at 4 p.m. to ask if this is where the punk show was. And then Corey got his belly button pierced in front of the kids lined up to use our bathroom. And a band called Nuclear Santa Claus played for an audience who believes in Santa. Those kids have PTSD. The time when half my roommates paid their rent by letting Robert Wood Johnson cut pieces of their skin off over a period of months. This one's in response to hearing Josh's voicemail. I might be the person they saw throwing up on their sweatshirt. I bet people threw up in their sweaters every day. I just remembered one night, Corey and John and I were in Old Bay. Corey took his dick out and pissed in a pint glass and put it back on the bar. Then he climbed up the lattice garden they had in the patio and grabbed some tomatoes. Meanwhile, John vomited on himself and got kicked out, but Corey didn't get in any trouble. Then on the way home, Corey kept throwing himself into people's bushes and John had to keep removing him. Corey pissing in a 40 and drinking his own pee inside Cinco while maintaining eye contact with me getting dinner with my friend and his family.